thank you so much for joining us. You know, the fundamental building blocks of home ownership are title, mortgage, and the kinds of documentation that needs to be generated during a real estate transaction. And we just want to make sure that you understand what needs to happen and what doesn't need to happen and who's trying to sell you things that you don't need here today on this episode of The Change Agents. Welcome to Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a licensed real estate agent and senior real estate specialist in the state of Minnesota. Lisa works with older adults to help them upsize and downsize. And now, here's Lisa Dunn. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. And today with me in the studio, as always, is our producer, Marshall Saunders. Hi, Lisa. How's it going? Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Good. What are we talking about today? You know, in our very first episode of The Change Agents, we talked about the things seniors should know. And we talked about some of the things happening in the marketplace that we wanted people to know about to protect themselves against. Mm -hmm. And I've got some more examples about those things that I wanted to talk about today. And the good and the bad, right? Well, yeah, (laughs) mostly the bad. (laughs) (laughs) What not to do. What not to do. So I have a story I want to tell you. Sure. I was working with a gal. I'm going to call her Mary. I'm changing her name, but that's what we're going to call her. To protect the innocent. Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And as Mary and I were talking, she told, I asked her about the abstract, no, I asked her about the deed to her home. And she said, you know, there's a title company that has the deed to my home. And I said, a title company does. Why would a title company have it? She said, well, I know they have it because I just wrote out a check for them because they charge me yearly to hold the deed to my home. Hmm. And I thought, well, wait a minute. What's supposed to happen at closing is that title company is supposed to record that deed in the county in which the home is located. Why would a title company charge you to hold on to the deed? Well, it turns out that what was happening was the title company was holding the abstract to the home and charging her a storage fee for it. So I wanted to unpack that a little bit and talk about what each of those pieces mean. Yeah, what is the difference between an abstract and a deed? So an abstract is... I'm going to describe it to you because that way you'll know if you have one or not. (laughs) Very likely it's going to be on legal-sized paper, probably bound. The backing on it is probably a brown parchment-type paper, and it's folded over on the top. And there's a lot of information about where your land was currently. Maybe it was a, a farm field of 25 acres, and over time, how it was divided the year your property, your home was built on the property, and who has owned it ever since your house was built on that land. And isn't the top page usually very yellow and very old? Because it was really somewhere in there, uh, if it's if it's an abstract going back to the original of that uh, property, is literally the document that ceded that property from the federal government 
to an individual. Right? Yeah, some of the abstracts talk about how many turns of the wagon wheel <laughs> right? is how long your property is or how wide it is. So yeah, these documents are old and they've been around for forever. And likely when you purchased your home, the person sitting across from you at the title company explained how just how very important that document was. And it was really, really important that you never lost it because if you did, it would cost a fortune to recreate it. Right. Well, guess what? <laughs> we don't even update those anymore. Yeah. They're old news. They're, they're, they're old news. And Minnesota is one of the last states to even keep them. Right. So now we just transfer them with the property because they're interesting and they're nice to have and maybe considered a historical document for right. some homes. Uh, it's nice for buyers to have them, but it's not something you have to have. And so if at some point somebody thought it was a good idea for them to hang on to your abstract for you and charge you for it, it's time to stop that. Right. You no longer need to pay those fees. Have them send you the abstract and hang on to it and transfer it when you do purchase when you do sell your home. But so what is it called when it it's not an abstract? Is that a Torrens property? It's a certificate of Torrens property. Yeah. Okay. And and that seems to be what most of our properties here in Minnesota are now moving to. Right. Um, it's a different process when we close your home. There's a, a a certification that happens prior to, but it, it's less expensive and maybe a little more efficient than trying to update those abstracts. It's definitely more efficient, yeah. right? And and it reduces the amount of paperwork. The, uh, the ability to do things electronically become far greater. Yeah. Part of me, as a history major, does miss that yeah. because there's some documents, and they're, they're still there. You can still go to the county and find most of them, but there is some very fascinating documents in those. As you go through them, sometimes you can see what areas of the cities were restricted to people of certain faiths, to people of certain ethnicities. And it, it'll be right in the documents because those were covenants that if you were a Jewish, you couldn't move into this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. If you're a person of color, you couldn't move into this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It is very fascinating. And and so part of me kind of misses that, mm -hmm. that, that real historical document that you could just really read through and, and see everything that's happened to your property. But it also, there's so many people that lost it. Um, they'd go out and buy expensive safes to keep them in. And uh, they'd always forget the combination or wouldn't have the combination. And I had a client who kept it in her freezer <laughs> so she wouldn't lose it. <laughs> Cold storage, Cold right? Cold storage. <laughs> but all these companies that are charging to hold on to it, that's kind of silly, isn't it? And so at the time when we were still updating abstracts and keeping track of those, it that's a nice service to offer. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll hang on to it for you so that you know that it's in safekeeping. But today, it's a little disingenuous to continue charging for something that we no longer update and to not let the consumer know that they have the opportunity to take it out of storage because you don't even need it to sell your home anymore. There might be some good companies that are just kind of a little bit behind the times, but is it does it go into there's this is kind of a scam too? So I'm not going to use the word scam sure, right. necessarily because it is a service that you are receiving, that you are paying for. Sure. I would put it under the bucket of just not necessary, an, an unnecessary cost. Sure. But if you <laughs> knowingly go out into this world and charge people for an unnecessary cost, 
you know, a little bit of a scammy person. Okay, but, so yeah. I can use a scam for this next example. <laughs> okay. And the reason I feel comfortable using that is because on the Minnesota State Attorney's General's website, they use the word scam for this okay. next example. So as you know, I just moved. I picked up and moved during the pandemic. After our move, I experienced all sorts of new mailings and new opportunities that people had for me. Um, <laughs> quote, and so, unquote. <laughs> yeah, quote, unquote, opportunities. So one of the mailings I got was a very official looking document. And on the envelope, it said that under penalty of law, should nobody else be opening that envelope other than the person it was addressed to? And it came from the Office of Records. Mm. Can I tell you, I don't know any <laughs> counting documents anywhere in the state of Office Minnesota of called Record. the Office of Records, but it was very official looking. And there was even a timestamp on it said, you must respond by such and such a date. So I op- And it's one of those envelopes that, you know, is perforated around the edge. Right. It's not a regular envelope. Right. So you tear off the edges to, and unfold it. And on the inside Making of it, it... even more official. Oh, it was so official. Yeah. And on the inside of it, there was some language on the, on the front page of the paper that said, the Office of Records is not an official government office. Duh. Mm-hmm. So, so we kind of knew that. And there was a return address on this, uh, on, on the envelope. So I looked up the address. It's a UPS PO box in Minneapolis. Hmm. So that was kind of a giveaway that it wasn't really a, a right. real official document. But anyways, it's, it gave me the opportunity, and I'm using air quotes, it gave me the opportunity to order the deed to my home for $99. So we just closed on this home, and on the document it had mine and my husband's name and the property ID number and the address and the square footage and what it sold for, and again, all very official looking. And if I, if I didn't know that I didn't need a copy of my deed, I might have been tempted to send them $99 right. to get well, a copy yeah, of I my deed. I need one of those, I don't must, I? I must need that. What a wonderful service. So here's what I want you to know. Thank you, Department of Records. (laughs) What I want you to know is when you go to sell your home, you do not need an official copy of the deed of your home because very likely it's been recorded with the county already. Mm -hmm. If you ever did need the copy of your deed for your home, you can get one for a few bucks from the county. You don't need someone to get it for you for $99. Right. And so on our attorney general's website for the state of Minnesota, you'll see on there that it's warned that this is a scam and you don't need, I mean, it, I think it borders on mail fraud. Mm-hmm. Um this is not a service that you need to, to spend your hard-earned money to, to get a copy of your deed because you don't even need that if you go to sell your home. Right. You specialize in senior housing. Right. And, and, and caring for uh, seniors who are going through uh, change of dwelling. I think that some of those scams are really focused on seniors oftentimes because they're worried – this is uh, kind of new territory for them. They're worried about their investments. They're worried about retirement. They're they're, they're just you know a little bit more of a heightened state of fear, um, and I think that more disproportionately it that's meant for seniors, don't you? Yeah, think? Yeah, I do because 
I see a lot of my clients with file folders and very tidy organizational systems, most of which is paper, and which is fantastic. When I ask my clients for a document, they it's right at their fingertips, and they know exactly. That doesn't happen at my house, right. by the way. Right. <laughs> but where is most, that? yeah, where did I put that? But most of um, most of my clients who are older are very used to working with paper and have systems, a lifetime of systems in place to deal with those things. And so if Somebody mails them and says, you've got to get a copy of this paper document. Sure. They're probably more likely to think, oh, my gosh, I must need that. That for makes something. sense to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It fits in their it's mode their, of operation. It's their wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. Paper documents. Yep. Hmm. What other scams should I be looking out uh, for? So I was thinking this morning as I was preparing for this podcast, and I opened my mail. <laughs> and let me tell you about something I received, and I'm not kidding. That was just this morning. It was the universe that really wanted to make sure that I talked about this today. Right. So I've got – it's a really small envelope. It's not a business-sized envelope. And it's from the Customer Service Department of the Mortgage Protection Division. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Customer Service Department of the Mortgage Protection Division. Yeah, because somebody thought I needed mortgage protection. Uh, and so, department and division yeah, sounds so... It's, it's very official right. and and there's a pink slip. Ah. So the very top page is pink and it says mortgage protection card. Please provide information on your affordable... So what you're supposed to do is fill this form out. And what it says at the top of the form is, please send me information on your affordable mortgage home protection program um, through this insurance company, which may pay off my mortgage payments in the event of my death. Whoa. Can you imagine how happy my husband would be? (laughs) He'd get the rest of the house free of charge. Right. So... I reached out to the gal who helped us with our mortgage on the home that we just purchased, and I asked her for her feedback on this. I said, so what do you think about this? Here's her response. Forget about it. Go get yourself a life insurance policy. Right. This is another example of of somebody soliciting your hard-earned money for something that you know, now I haven't seen these insurance policies, but he, there's a lot of hard questions that need to be asked before you pursued something like this. Under what circumstances would we be eligible for any kind of payment upon right. my death? Because to the chances are my husband would just continue to pay the mortgage. And if my husband was eligible to pay the mortgage, right. would he be eligible to receive any kind of compensation for this insurance policy that we just put out our hard-earned money for? Right. And there are programs and, and insurance policies out there already for disability, long-term disability, key right. person insurance, life insurance. Right. There's all sorts of other protective programs out there. I don't know that I would be very fast to sign up for the mortgage protection division, <laughs> but it's out there. And we just want to make sure that when we run across these things that we're, you're making, we're making you aware of them because um, whether it's somebody asking you to go to your computer to give them access to every piece of information on your computer or an abstract or a deed or a mortgage policy or a mortgage insurance protection division postcard, (laughs) um, that we make you aware of those things because 
You've worked hard to gain the equity that you've got in your home, and we want you to keep every penny that you've earned and not be spending your money, your hard-earned money, on things that are just not necessary and are meant to really just take advantage. Surround yourself with folks. Uh, you know, some people call family members that might know about this, but also a trusted real estate agent, a lawyer. Before you fill anything out, before you send anything out, send this to them. You know, take a picture of it and go, hey, is this a scam or do I need to worry about this or not? And then when it comes to computer stuff, double check who's calling you. Uh, have some very good, reputable virus scan software, which will tell you if there's a virus on your computer. You don't need to get a phone call about it. And when you get a phone call or uh, an email, check where that email came from. And that might tip you off that this is not legitimate. This is not just particular to older adults. Right. It's all of us that need to double check these things because they are getting more sophisticated and more realistic. And so Marshall had a situation where he had to oh. kind of second guess something that came Absolutely. into his, some his of email. These, <laughs> some of these things look so real yeah. they, they, and they make perfect sense. And you go, oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> there's something about it that makes you fearful. Like they say, uh, I think we were receive one that said, you know, your account's overdrawn or something, you know, something that just strikes fear in your heart. And when you're discombobulated through that fear, that, that, that adrenaline that goes when you're told something like that, you don't always think straight. You, you want to solve the problem immediately. You want to do something to take action. And then suddenly you realize, oh, that button I clicked or that, you know, just allowed somebody access to my computer files and I'm in trouble. So I have a tip for you. Yeah. Um, if you're wondering if something is a scam, both AARP and the Minnesota Better Business Bureau have scam checkers on their websites. Mm. You can go out there and put in the topic of the scam and see if they have tracked those kinds of scams here in Minnesota and in the Twin Cities, um, it, it's very interesting. They've got things like romance scams. Somebody meets somebody on Facebook, they start talking, and oh the person that you're talking to falls on hard times, maybe um, needs help paying a mortgage, and before you know it, you're sending a $5,000 check to somebody that you've never met, and then the next day they disappear. You don't have right. any way to reach them. So the romance scams and the computer scams and the Oh, and the um, this is the IRS calling your social security <laughs> card has been disabled, those kinds of things. Right. Um, so we're, we are always keeping our eye out on things involved with real estate, but there's other examples and other resources out there to help you if you are suspect that, that something else is happening. I like I, I get the robocalls and it says, yeah. this is IRS, not the IRS. Yeah. This is IRS, you know, like and you, your social and you know security it. card has been disabled. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did my disabled? I've never used it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what. I the... actually called them back once, and they said, "Well, haven't you heard from the sheriff?" I said, "Why would the sheriff call me if the IRS discontinued my social security A card?" Federal thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the sheriff's really worried yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm sure. That I, I'm sure it's keeping them up at night. <laughs> yep, we'll continue to watch for scams, and, and we'll keep you updated to stay tuned and watch for new podcast episodes we'll, we'll keep updating you and letting you know as we hear about things thanks for helping us out lisa yes thanks for having me all right
This has been Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a senior real estate specialist. You can find her online at thechangeagent.net. This podcast was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Remax Results or Minnesota Podcasting.